I am slowly recovering from my sickness. Thank you, everyone, for praying for me that did. Thinking about me sharing the show yesterday. That was a real blessing to see so many shares. Appreciate that a lot. I only say that to say this. My nose is running still. You might hear some sniffles. I'm trying really hard not to do it because I know that's so annoying. But for some reason, whenever I'm about to start recording, my nose starts going a little sniffly on me. So today... We have on Reform Jellicle that was re- been released. Now, I'm recording this show before I record Reform Jellicle tonight, but they're both going to be released tomorrow. I have a guest on, we have a guest on, A.D. Robles and myself, that I've never received so much controversy and discussion about. I'm getting text, I'm getting messages, friends, family, social media. It's crazy, and I just know it's going to be a good show. I have so much confidence in it before we even record it, that it's going to be great. So make sure you check that out. We are How to Build a Tent here. We're talking about how to make you successful. Today, we're going to be talking about my thoughts and some email responses and things that I've been thinking about and answering. For some of you who've reached out to me, I want to share with all of you guys because it's important. My email is matt at howtobuildatent.com. You can find me on all the social media sites, howtobuildatent.com. Go over to FLF Network. That's what we're part of, flfnetwork.com. Put an HTBT in the memo field, just like this mug says. You'll get that mug for free, plus all the great benefits. And you'll be coming alongside of us to proclaim the Lordship of Jesus in every area of life. Did you see that CNN is already, and I retweeted this on my Twitter if you want to follow me, How to Build Tent. Twitter is trying to spin this now because the impeachment's over. So they got to figure out what's the next thing. How can we attack Trump? How can we gaslight that is to repeat something over and over again until people believe it? This is their new line, apparently. I saw this on CNN. I'm sure the other ones are doing it, too. That Trump's economy, that is the economy, business, economics, how we have been, you know, been getting new, our wages increasing, how our optimism has increased, how the stock market's increased, it's been the exact same or pretty much the same as under Obama. Now, I could give you stats. I could give you you know, the polls, I could give you pictures of graphs of the Dow, of the S&P 500, of all of these different things. I can give you the data, but it doesn't even dignify an honest response. It is disgusting. And I just sat back and thought, this is gross. Our media, our news network that is supposed to be the ones pursuing truth, the ones that are looking out for us, that are accountable accountability partners, basically, of the government, are propaganda arms of the elites and the left. It's sad and disgusting. I don't know who they're trying to fool because a majority of the people voting, because even the people that could vote probably aren't voting in large numbers, but the people that are going to be voting, the likely voters all remember what it was like under Obama. Just think about that for a second. Do you remember all of that? Do you remember the layoffs? Do you remember the new normal? Remember the new normal? I don't hear the new normal anymore. I don't hear that narrative because we're growing a lot more than the new normal. And just think about this. We just had a trade war with China and the economy is still great. And the Chinese are going to be buying more products now which is going to impact GDP, which is going to impact growth. And the the threats and the tariffs and all those things that do hurt us, they're not 
a big impact on us anymore because they're not being raised. They're not being escalated from one country to another. And it just blows my mind that we, under Trump, with the trade war, have a better economy than Obama, and they're trying to spin this. Don't let them. Just mock it. You don't need to be serious about it. You can just start mocking them. Do not answer a fool according to their folly. Mock them. That's what they deserve. That's what they deserve. I didn't even want to talk about that day, but that just got me so fired up. I I just had to do the retweet with Ron Burgundy laughing, and it's like, we are laughing. <laughs> because that's all that kind of talk of narrative of propaganda deserves. It does not deserve a legitimate response. They deserve to be laughed out of business like they are so close to being. And I wanted to start this show, but before we do, I want to talk about, I want to elaborate, I want to build on what I was talking about yesterday about business and politics and how they're related because I feel that that was incomplete and I wanted to add on to it, not from a political perspective, but from the other spheres of authority. And if you don't know what that is, I'll explain that in a second. But before, we need to talk to you about Kingsman Grooming Pros. You see all the swag I got for those of you listening? They have beard products, beard bums, hair products, skincare products, leather wallets, leather belts, leather bags for when you travel. They have fantastic quality products. Most of all, they're a Christian company. So go support Christian a Christian business. You're already buying the products with some other non-Christian, most likely business. You're supporting non-Christian companies. Let's take your money and put it with brothers and sisters in Christ. Let's bless our family. Let's keep it in the family. Let's help encourage people that have the the kingdom mindset. Let's do that. Plus, they have great quality products. That's number two. And number three, you get 10% off when you put HTBT in the memo field. There's three reasons. Supporting a Christian company. Get quality, high quality products, and you get 10% off when you put using HTBT. So go over there, kingsmangroomingpros.com, kingsmangroomingpros.com. The show note links has the link. You can just click it. You don't even need to remember it. All right, so there's different spheres of authority, right? There's your self-government, family government, and church government, and then the government, or authority, I should say. Individual authority, you're supposed to be authoritative over yourself. You're supposed to discipline yourself the authority of the family, the family unit, the authority of the church over sins and spiritual, you know, spiritual things, and the authority of government enforcing the laws. And yesterday I was like business and politics, business and government. But it's really the true for all the others too. And you want to be successful, you want to understand the correlation and the benefits and what can be accomplished when politics and business are intertwined, but so much in, in large case more with your family and with your church and with your communities. And, I mean, with your in, with individually and in your community as well. I mean, these are all important aspects to remember because when you are successful, when you have sustained income, when you are growing wealth, you're not just being influential in politics, but you are able to provide for your family. You're not able, you're, I mean, you're not having to have to work so long. You put the hours in early. You invest early in your life. So when you have kids, when you have multiple kids, and you have the blessings and the fruit and the joy from having kids. I was just thinking the other day, I have one son. I have a daughter on the way. I have a daughter that's with the Lord. Or I don't, not a daughter, a son or daughter. I don't know. I never found out the sex of our second child. 
But I was just thinking the other day, it's like such a joy to have kids. I want to have as many kids as God wants me to have. And I want to be able to provide for them. And I want to be able to spend time with them where I'm not stuck at a nine to five my whole life, where I'm not, you know, slave to the master, but I'm independently wealthy. That is, I am building multiple streams of income where I can take whatever time off I need to, to bless my family. I want to be able to grow my wealth so much that I'm able to fund church projects, not that they're coming to me for money, but that when they are doing something with a a pregnancy crisis center, when they are trying to expand their building to add more ministries, I want to be the first one there to be able to bless them with more money. I want to be able to help people that are struggling in the body of Christ. I want to be able to bless people with my own in my own family and be able to take care of them and be a provider, to be a type of a Kingsman redeemer. That is all intertwined with business. That is all intertwined with your side hustles, with your investing. You know, one of the things, I'm going to step back for a second before my blood pressure gets really crazy, that I've been loving doing, and it's weird. It's like this new addiction that I have. I have an addictive personality. I admit it. I admit it. I do. Is that I am starting to love home improvement projects because they're being successful, and I've started small, like hanging things on the wall. You know, hanging a big mirror. We have a big, huge mirror to make the hallway look bigger. Replacing my garage door. Like those things. And now it's escalating. Now I want to try to do new things. And I was just thinking the other day, like the money that God has provided for me, the wealth that I have, like does God really want me to use it to make my house better? Now, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. And I'm not even saying that that as a hobby or something to help grow my skills and learning to do those things is a bad thing either. But I was just, it was really nice because it was a, I'm going to do a humble brag here for a second. For me, it was a first that I really stopped and thought like, God, what do you want me to do with the money that I'd be spending doing X, Y, and Z? Now, you might think, what? That's the first time that you've said that? Now, that's not what I mean. I have done what I think God wants me to do. I'm tithing, which you should be doing too. I've been giving when the, you know, when the occasion comes. But like, it's been a new thing for me of late. And you'll be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm listening to this guy again. But you know, whatever. I'm just being humble. I'm just being honest with you guys. Like, I'm not perfect. I need to grow in the Lord. And this is one of the ways that I feel like God has really been growing me in the last couple months is I'm the first thing I'm doing. I'm not saying like, do I really need this or not? But I'm saying, does God really want me to have this? Or does God want me to use that money for something else? Can I further the kingdom? Can I bless others? Can I do something more effective for eternity than doing whatever I had that I wanted to do, the whatever project I wanted to do? That's dangerous, guys. When you and me ask that question in the beginning, when we have the wealth when we've put in work to get to that point where we can say like hey i have this money and then you have the maturity to say okay now god what do you want me to do with it that's when crazy things happen that's when you know things get radical and it's again it's not just with politics and business it's in every area of life and when we as christians can put in the work, the discipline to get those multiple streams of income, to grow our wealth, and then have those spiritual maturity at the same time to say, okay, God, what do you want me to do with the excess? What do you want me to do with the bounty, with the wealth that you've given me? Guys, things start changing. Things really 
start to change. Now, I want to talk about fear and how it means nothing. And I'm going to make a logical argument about it. We're going to talk about a few more things. But first, we've got to take a break and talk to you about FaithfulCounseling.com. FaithfulCounseling.com slash HDBT gets you a discount. What are they? They are an online service that has Christian counselors that share your values, that they specialize in depression, stress, anxiety, trauma, anger, relationship issues. You know, if you watch Reform Jellico or read that tweet, you're triggered. You might triggered. You might want to, you know, give them a call. They have 3,000 licensed therapists across all 50 states. You can communicate with them through chat, text, phone, and video. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. You can talk to them via desktop, mobile app, web app, Android, iOS. So all the ways that you are on your phone and accessing the internet, you can get a hold of them. You schedule video and phone sessions. They are secure, convenient, professional, and affordable. And best of all, you get 10% off when you use the link, faithfulcounseling.com slash HTBT. The faithfulcounseling.com slash HTBT, 10% off. You're going to fill out a simple questionnaire. They're going to assess your needs and match you with a counselor that's best for you. They have over 3,000 of them. So go over to faithfulcounseling.com slash HTBT. Something else I was thinking about the other day, and actually this morning as well, is people are so fearful of failure. They're scared. What if I start this business and I waste all my money? What if I start this business and people like realize that I don't have what it takes? What if I start this and I fail? What if I lose the money I invested in? What if I lose whatever it is? What if my house? What if I lose? What if I'm not able to provide for my family? And all those things. But let me ask you this. Is it any less possible that your career, you lose your job, that you get fired, that you get laid off, that your company goes out of business, that you lose the ability to work for some kind of illness. These are all possibilities and chances that can happen. Now, granted, there are some that are percentage risks more than others, but isn't God in control? Isn't God the one who is planning your steps? And even in your failures, isn't he the one that's in control? So honestly, is it reasonable to think that as long as I'm doing what I think God wants me to do, as long as I'm trying to provide the way God wants me to provide, that whether or not the things that happen that I'm fearful of, God's going to take care of me. And Isn't it true that no matter what we do as a profession, no matter what we spend our money in, there is a chance of loss? That's life, is it not? But some reason, just because maybe it's not typical, maybe it's not normal, maybe people you don't know have this mindset, maybe you're not around friends that are entrepreneurial, maybe you are around people that are just people that are not um, risky, they're adverse to risk, that it seems like it's more crazy to start a business or to start a side hustle than it is to have a career. And you can, depending on where you are in life, your risk assessment is going to be different. Your tolerance for risk is going to be different. Totally understand that. I'm not telling you to throw caution in the wind. But what I'm saying is, is that our God is Lord over the entrepreneur and the career man as well. The one who has a career in a publicly traded company, a big stable company, and nothing is guaranteed. Now, I wanted to read this verse, and it's Matthew 6, 25 to 34. You've heard it before, but I was thinking about it in a little different way. So I want to read it first, and I want to tell you what I'm thinking about it as it relates to this. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, 
what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body and what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown in the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O little of faith, O ye of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what we shall drink, or what we shall wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Very common verse. Very common scripture. And what I took that to mean is, okay, don't worry that God is going to provide for all the things you need, which he's going to provide you for everything you need to accomplish what he has for you in this life. Not necessarily all that you need, like, you know, freedom, because people get persecuted, they're in prison, or the Chinese Christians, this isn't any less true for them. Some of them are in prison. Some of them are killed. That doesn't mean that God didn't provide for them. God provides for what God has called you to do. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. That's just popping in my brain right now. What I was thinking about from this is that it's not just that the birds of the fields and the flowers and the lilies, it's not just that they were trusting God with what they would eat and what they would drink and those and being clothed. It's they were living their life the way God created them to live, the purpose that he gave them and was not worrying. So to you and me, Do not go through your life being anxious. You can't add one smidgen to your life. You cannot change anything by being anxious. But live the life in confidence and boldness that the Spirit gives us of power, sound mind, and take and make decisions to bless your family, to bless yourself, to bless the church, to bless politics, all of these fears to advance the kingdom of God, not out of fear. Do not make your decisions out of that but out of obedience to what God has called you and live a life, not being anxious, not being fearful, but with confidence that whatever God has for you to do, he's going to provide. Be like a flower in the field. Be like the grass. Be like the birds in the air. They're living their whole life without anxiety about what, who's going to eat them, about the food's going to be provided, about the weather, about shelter, about where they're going to live, about where they're going to go next, about their kids. I, those birds don't even think about it. And so too, do not worry the same way they do. Do not be concerned with it. Don't be worried about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough worries of the day. But what can you do out of love, out of obedience to bless others like we talked about with our families and our churches with our communities and ourselves and all the spheres of influence, all the spheres of influence, because fear means nothing. Perfect love casts out fear. First John four eighteen, and God is love. John first John four eight. So God cast out fear. God is truth. So truth cast out fear. And if truth cast out fear, that means that fear is the opposite of of what is true. So therefore, fear isn't true. 
that whatever you're fearing, it is not based on the truth. Trust in God. Believe in God. And do what he has asked you to do. That is reality. That is truth. Your fears, your anxieties about the future and what may happen, that is nothing. It means nothing. Those aren't realities. The reality is that God has created you to glorify him, to step out, to create, to provide, and to be obedient. So do that. To do that. All right, I got to stop there. There's more thoughts I had, but I can't, I can't get into them today. Have a great weekend. Check out Reform Jail Call. That's going to be a great show. Follow me, How to Build a Tent. Email me with any questions, comments. Love to hear from you. Please share the show. I'd really appreciate it and subscribe. Have a good day. Go out. Be successful. We'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless.